Hello and welcome to today's episode of The Quad Shot, where we help you down and digest the day's most pertinent cancer news. It's November 27th, 2023. Welcome to The Quadcast. I'm your host, Sam Markram, and we're going to dive in to this week's most pertinent cancer news. First up, H10 at 10. Does the omission of radiation for favorable Hodgkin lymphoma reduce late events while maintaining non-inferior disease outcomes? H10 was a large randomized non-inferiority trial that explored treatment de-intensification and intensification based on an interim PET scan for early-stage Hodgkin lymphoma. Almost 2,000 patients with favorable or unfavorable stage 1 to 2 Hodgkin lymphoma were randomized to standard chemotherapy followed by involved nodal radiation or PET adaptive therapy. In both arms, patients received two cycles of ABVD chemo followed by a PET scan. In the standard arm, they received one to two additional cycles of ABVD and involved nodal radiation regardless of PET findings. In the adaptive arm, those with a negative PET received two to four more cycles of ABVD but no radiation. Those in the adaptive arm with a positive PET received two cycles of escalated Bayacop and involved nodal radiation. The initial results found that five-year progression-free survival among PET-negative patients was not non-inferior when involved nodal radiation was omitted and progression-free survival was superior among PET-positive patients when Bayacop was added. Here, we have 10-year outcomes from H10. Among patients with favorable disease who had a negative PET, omitting involved nodal radiation resulted in significantly worse progression-free survival, 85 versus 99%. The majority, at almost 80%, of recurrences in the adaptive arm were at involved sites that were not radiated. Furthermore, there were numerically more deaths in the ABVD alone group. Among patients with unfavorable disease who had a negative PET, progression-free survival outcomes were numerically worse, but not non-inferior when involved nodal radiation was omitted, 86 versus 91%, and overall survival was virtually identical at 94%. In the PET-positive group, there was still numerically improved progression-free survival with the addition of Bayacop, 85 versus 79%, but it was no longer significant. An important takeaway, given that one of the primary rationales for such trials is avoiding late radiation effects, is that there was no difference in late adverse events with or without involved nodal radiation. The authors say it best, the achievement of a negative PET, as assessed in the H10 trial, seems not to be the ideal tool for identifying those patients who could be spared radiation. The bottom line is, omitting radiation for patients with early-stage Hodgkin lymphoma, and especially among those with favorable disease, results in a greater than 10% absolute detriment to progression-free survival at 10 years without reducing the risk of late adverse events. Thanks to Frederico, JCO, 2023.
up second, simultaneous or sequential? P. Heart 2 RCT was admittedly an oddly named but pragmatic randomized phase 2 trial that compared simultaneous, moderately hypofractionated, and sequential, conventionally fractionated, pelvic and prostate radiation for high-risk disease. Those in the hypofractionated arm received 68 grade to the prostate and 48 grade to the pelvis in 25 fractions, while those in the conventional arm received 46 gray in 23 fractions to the pelvis and 78 gray in 39 fractions to the prostate. There was no difference in the rate of grade 2 plus GI or GU toxicity between hypofractionation and conventional fractionation. While there was also no difference in late grade 2 plus GI and GU toxicity, the hypofractionated arm had a higher cumulative incidence of late grade 3 events at 24 months, 8 versus 2%, and at 60 months, 13 versus 2%. Thanks to Glixman, Red Journal, 2023. Up next, lobular lumping. Invasive lobular carcinoma of the breast is often lumped in with the much more common invasive ductal carcinoma out of convenience. But it has a decidedly unique behavior. This SEER analysis indicates premenopausal women with invasive lobular carcinoma have worse breast cancer-specific survival than their counterparts with invasive ductal carcinoma which may be attributed to significantly more late recurrences. This suggests that there might be a unique benefit with longer-duration endocrine therapy for premenopausal women with invasive lobular carcinoma. Thanks to Yoon, JAMA Network Open, 2023. Up next, Scanxiety. NCCN guidelines are pretty vague on the best strategy to follow our head and neck cancer patients to catch early recurrences while minimizing follow-up burden. One reason is that this patient population is quite the mixed bag. A retrospective look at 340 patients achieving a complete PET response to definitive head and neck radiation demonstrated no difference in disease-free or overall survival at three years when comparing patients undergoing routine interval imaging surveillance versus those undergoing clinical follow-up only. Thanks to Chin, JAMA Network Open, 2023. Finally, in advance. The best time to designate an advance directive is in advance of significant clinical decline. And this look back at 326 patients undergoing surgery for later stage solid tumors at a comprehensive cancer center indicates a significant increase in the presence of an advanced directive at the time of surgery when early palliative care consults are integrated into the surgical workflow. Thanks to Bansall, JAMA Network Open, 2023. This concludes today's episode of The Quad Shot. If you like what you've heard, please consider giving us a five-star rating and subscribing to our podcast. Also, check out our website at www.quadshotnews.com. 
and subscribe to our newsletter. We'll catch you next time.